I want us to continue in the race. Continue in the race, but we are today focusing on finishing strong. Finishing strong. What God starts, God will bring to completion. He has started us all on this journey, in this race. And by his grace and his timing, he will bring it to completion. But we must hang in there. We must hang in there. Hang in there and finish strong. And finish strong. Now, it got me thinking about, as I was preparing this message, finishing strong. As I was playing basketball over at Eau Claire High School under the late, great coach George Glimp, as a freshman, we came in to uh, play basketball, but we could not touch a basketball for two weeks, at least two weeks. We would have to run cross country. So he would make us run around the school twice, come out of the school parking lot on Monticello, run down to the Keenan house, run around the Keenan house, head back down Monticello to the Bible College, CIU, and back. And a lot of us freshmen were like, Coach, we didn't tell them this now. We was talking amongst ourselves. <laughs> it, it don't take all this to play basketball, man. <laughs> it, it ain't that much running on the court. The court is not that big, that big. And one day as we were running, uh, cars would come by blowing the horn, bum, 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 doing like this. Fourth quarter, fourth quarter, bum, bum, bum. As freshmen, we didn't understand. So we got back to school, and we was like, what, Coach, what they was doing? Fourth quarter. That's why y'all running. That's why y'all running. Because when the game is on the line and everyone else is tired, wore out, weary, y'all will be fresh. Y'all will be able to finish this game strong to win the game, to win the game. And in 1993, we won the state championship, boys and girls basketball. Because we was able to finish strong. Finish strong. We had endurance to finish strong. We played like we, we ended the game like we started the game. Strong. Strong. We had endurance. He prepared us for that. Prepared us. Because he knew it was going to be hard. And if another coach didn't coach their team up like that, oh, we had the advantage. Because he's seen the goal. And now we started running with a purpose. We didn't even have to touch a basketball. We knew the purpose of running now. So we ran, and we ran well. Because we knew it would help us to win games. So we knew the purpose, and we focused on the goal. We focused on the goal, which was our state basketball championship. And it came to life. 
and it came full circle. Finishing strong, church. Finishing strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last week, church, we gathered to get back in the race. To get back in the race. So we stay in the race and we must finish strong. We must be focused to finish strong. See, we know that one day we all will finish this race. One way or another, we all will finish this race. And if you're anything like me, I feel like I'm in the second half of my race. The second half of my race. So I'm committed, church. I'm committed. I'm totally focused on finishing strong. I'm focused. And I need some people with me. Because I can't do it by myself. Because we get tired, we get weary. We need our partners to lift us back up. Get back in the race to finish strong. Amen? Amen. I'm like Paul. And we all should be. Because last week Paul said, not up here, but not that I have already attained it. We haven't. We haven't. We're still going, right? The goal of being Christ-like. We know where the goal is. And as we live this life, that transformation is coming about. If we stay faithful, that transformation, as we run this race, we are changing like Superman. As he's running down, unsuiting, see the S, we're transforming. We are transforming to Christ-like as we run this race. And the closer we get to that finish line, we look more like him. We look more like him. We look more like him, church. Finishing strong. The attitude. The attitude of believing you can do something and having the courage and determination to see it through to the end. Finishing strong. The attitude and the courage, the determination to seeing it through to the end, not halfway and stopping because we're tired, but to the end, church, to the end, to the end. And like I said, we all will finish this race, but we focus on finish and strong. Second Corinthians 8.11 says this, now finish the work. So that your eager willingness to do it may be matched by your completion of it according to your means. According to your means. Paul is encouraging the Corinthians to fulfill the commitment that they made. The commitment that they made, church. That they had made a year earlier. Paul told them that it will be spiritual, profitable for them to fulfill that commitment. Spiritual, profitable. We must fulfill our commitment of that confession whenever each one of us made that confession to Christ. We must fulfill that commitment, church. That's the reason we're in this race. Because we made that confession. 
that we will run this race. And we told him we will run it well, Lord. We will run it well. Only you saved me, right? Well, he has saved us. He has freed us to run this race. That's our commitment, church. Spiritual profitable. Spiritual profitable. What else do we want? Spiritual profitable. That helps us here and in our next life where we're headed to receive the crown. This is a process. This race is not over until our last breath, church. It's not over until our last breath. Paul says, so finish the work that eager, that willingness as when they started. And this is what we must do. Be eager, be willing to finish the work. Eager and willing to finish the work. When you're willing, church, no matter how you feel, you get up and go. When you're willing, just like when we get up and go to work in the morning, the aches and pains hit us, but we're willing. We're willing. Because it's not about us. It's not about us. So we continue. We continue, church. Eagerly, hunger, desire. But also, we must maintain that willingness. Not only to finish this race, but to finish this race strong. It's one thing to finish, but it's another to finish strong. To finish strong. The worthy. The worthiness of the race called by Christ. So just as Jesus finished his work for our sake, Paul is saying, encouraging them to finish the work of their confession. Of their confession. Just as Jesus finished his work for us, we should do the same. Because this is what this race is about, Jesus. Jesus, church. Jesus. And he told us it would not be easy. Jesus fully warned us that this world system, this world system would not, would not like us running this race. Would not like us running this race. Because we will be separate, separated from him. Separated. This world system does not like the things of the Lord, church. Does not. So we expect those fiery dots from the enemies. We expect them during this race. As we are running, they're throwing them. But we have on the armor of God. And those fiery dots just bounce off of us. And we continue. And we continue. So to finish strong, church, we must think strong. We must think. Think strong. We cannot be pushed around. <laughs> we cannot be pushed around by our fears. We can't let our fears control us. There's a lot of fear in this race. A lot of people scared to run this race. Because we have to give up a lot. But we're not giving up things that, that matter. We're giving up things that are not worthy. 
are not worthy. The fears, church. Don't be pushed around by your fears. And we must not limit ourselves because we are afraid of the challenge. Don't limit yourselves because you are afraid of the challenge. This race is a challenge. This life journey is a challenge. Don't limit yourselves because someone else may not may say that you can't do it. We're running for Jesus. The one who says that we can do all things through him. Through him. Let's not limit ourselves, church. And we cannot worry about things that we cannot control. Thinking strong, we cannot worry about things that we cannot control. We pray about it. Leave it in God's hand. Leave it alone. And keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Thinking strong. We must encourage ourselves with the word of God, with the promises of God. Encourage yourselves in the promises of God. Soak them in. Read them. They are for us. God's promises are for his people. Count yourself worthy. Count yourself worthy when we read the word of God. Count yourselves worthy, church. Meditate on his word day and night, as the Bible tells us. Dream about it. Dream about his word. Let it soak in. Let it soak in. We let a lot of other things soak into our minds. Let the word of God soak into our minds. It works. I'm telling you, it works. It works. Meditate. Meditate. Meditate on that word. We must love ourselves as God loves us, church. That's our thinking. That's our thinking. We love ourselves as God loves us. And then no one or nothing can control your mind because you know how God feels about you. And when you look in the mirror, feel the same way about yourself. See who God sees. Don't limit your expectations of yourself. Your expectations to God are through the roof, through the roof. Know that about yourself. That's how much God loves us. That's how much he loves you, church. That's how much he loves you. And we must be strong. To finish strong, we must be strong. We must be strong to live a life brave enough to glorify God. Brave enough to glorify God. Because, again, this world system goes against everything that God stands for. We are outsiders in this world. So we must be Strong in our minds. Strong in our minds. To stand firm in the word of God. To show God to the doubters, to the naysayers. Show them who Christ is. Show them. And we show them with love and kindness. Not hate. Not hate. We smile when they ridicule us. We love them. Yes. You might not like me, but I love you. That's the way of Christ. Someone hating us can't hurt us. They can't hurt us. We're secure in Christ, right? Amen. Amen. 
We are redeemed. We are redeemed. So when we think strong, be strong, we finish strong. We finish strong. Paul encouraged us last week to get back in the race. And he let us know that his aim was for the goal, the perfection of being Christ-like. Of being Christ-like. So this week, Paul is telling us to finish strong. So if you have your Bibles, I want to start in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, starting at verse 24. And it reads, Do you not know that in the race all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Amen? Amen. Similar to what I was talking about, about running cross-country for Eau Claire. As these races um, takes the place of our life journey. See, here Paul continues to use the race of an athlete in comparison with our life journey to be Christ-like. Paul uses the analogy because the Corinthians church, they were used to races. They were used to races. Every year they would gather and have races in a nearby city that was only second to the Olympics. So they were built on running. They were built on running. And Paul knew how to get their attention. That's why he used this analogy about racing. He wanted to use the analogy to get their attention, get their focus. And he translated their life experience into running, into running. So maybe I need to transfer this message into Facebook. <laughs> I need to put it on my phone. Huh? Yeah. That would be good, right? Get a lot of likes that way, right? <laughs> So Paul was encouraging. Paul knew, though, church, Paul knew where he was headed. Paul knew where he was headed. He knew the end result of a life well lived in Christ. That's what he knew. He knew the promises of the Lord, that he will be rewarded, that those will be rewarded who loved Christ and who honored him in their life journey. He knew that there was a reward for those who did so. So he encourages them to finish strong. Finish strong in Christ. See, Paul had a glimpse of that reward. And he encourages his people. He didn't want them to fall by the wayside. He could have just went on his merry way in the race, in his life journey, and said, well, if y'all don't want to follow, so be it. But he didn't do that. The love of Christ was in Paul. So he reached back and he wanted to help. He wanted to encourage his people. He encourages them to finish strong 
in Christ. And see, Paul saw that some have gotten relaxed in their race. Some have gotten relaxed in their race, church. Some have started slowing down. Has started slowing down and was thinking, maybe I can't win this race. Maybe I can't win, win this race. I'm not fast enough to win this race. I don't have a chance at winning that prize. So they went through the motions. So they go through the motions. But Paul encouraged them, church. Do you not know in this race there is a prize to be won? But not the worldly prize, see. Not the worldly prize. But the prize of eternity. See, Paul was telling them in the race, all runners run, but one received the prize. So run to receive the prize. What he was really telling them is run the race to win. Because in this race, all who run and live a life pleasing to the Lord, all will receive a prize who finish strong. Not just one, but all. So he encourages them. Oh, continue running. Continue running. You may not be fast as them, but continue running. Continue running. This was encouraging. This was greatly encouraging. Because some may have been slower than others. Slower than others, like me. I'm not a speed runner. I may finish the race, but it might be in the back. <laughs> but this is encouraging, church, because this is not a time race. This is not a time race. And all of us have our appointed time to finish. All of us have our appointed time to finish. This is not a time race. I'm going to read Ecclesiastes 9 off of here. It says this. Remember, the race is not to the swift. And the battle is not to the strong. And neither is the bread to the wise, nor riches to those of intelligence and understanding, nor favor to the men of ability. But time and chance overtakes them all. For man also does not know his time of death. So those who train themselves to endure to the end, church, will always win the prize. Will always win the prize. So it seems also that some runners may have gotten content, may have gotten content with just believing in Jesus, just knowing Jesus. They got relaxed and got content, said, I can run this race anywhere I want to. Fast or slow, it don't matter. I know the Lord. I know the Lord. Started going through the motion. But Paul reminds them. Just accepting Jesus. 
won't allow you to win this race. Just knowing Jesus won't allow you to win this race, church. There is more to it. There is more to it. He says, run for the crown, not the certificate. Just knowing Christ is a certificate. Just knowing Christ is a certificate. But putting in the work, you receive the crown. I remember uh, younger when my nephew, you know, we get report cards. And they love showing me their report cards. And he came home one day. <laughs> he came home one day. Uncle Ron, Uncle Ron, run into me. What is his report card? I got my report card. I got my report card. And he handed me his report card. And I looked at his report card. And he had all D's. <laughs> yeah, he had all D's. And I tried not to break his heart. I say, this is good, but you, you need to, you know, he need to do a little better. He didn't fail because he didn't have any Fs. But see, he was proud of that certificate because he knew he passed, but he had all Ds. So he was proud of that certificate. But see, we can't be proud of Ds. We must strive for the A's. Strive for the crown. The crown. The crown, church. So Paul encourages them to think eternal. Think eternal, not worldly. Not worldly. Think of the, the crown of Jesus, not the race of man. Think eternally. Don't you know, Paul says, this is the race to win the prize? Not the worldly prize, where there's only one winner. No. But the earthly, the earth, not the earthly. So Paul is telling them, run as though to win the prize. First Corinthians 9.26 tells us, Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. See, now Paul has put himself in the position of a runner. To further explain to them how it was done. He says, therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. He says, no, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave. So that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. So he puts himself in their shoes. He's telling them, so I run not with uncertainty. We don't live this life in uncertainty, church. He says, but I run and live with a purpose, with a purpose, with the goal in mind, knowing that if I finish this race strong, I will receive a heavenly prize. That's what Paul is trying to get to today. That's what we ought to be focused on. The prize of Jesus, the glorification. Paul is saying, I have no intentions 
of running this race without purpose. I have no intentions of wasting my time on things that are not heavenly, that are not heavenly. Wasting my energy on things that's not going to get me the prize. We can't afford to do that in this race, church. We can't afford to do it. That's not the plan. That's not the plan of God for us. We must strive for that eternal crown, that eternal crown. If not, we must ask ourselves, what are we living for? What are we living for? What wakes us up in the morning? What's our drive? What is it? If it's not that eternal crown. Now, like I said before, just receiving Jesus is not going to win us this race. That certificate is not going to win us this race, church. We must aim for the crown. Know your purpose. When we get up in the morning, what is our drive? The Lord tells us to be more like me in everything we do. Everything we do. We need to refocus, church. Let's refocus to be like Jesus. Remind ourselves. Because the things of the world will take our mind off of this goal. It will take our minds off of the crown. It will. It will. But Jesus says that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse, church. Remember, we all will be judged according to how we run this race. We all will. We all will. It's not, it's not a game. I know he's using the race analogy, but it's not a game. That's what Paul is trying to get through, church. Think eternally, not worldly. But he's using the best analogy to get their attention. To get their attention, church. So Paul says he must discipline himself so that as he talk the talk, he must also walk the walk or be disqualified. That's not only just for Paul. That's for all of us. As we go out and minister God's word to others, we ourselves must beware of not getting disqualified. Because everyone who we minister to are watching us. Are watching us. Our lives are under the scope of everyone. So let's be prepared as we minister Jesus to others. Allow our lives to be that example. Example of Christ. So I asked you, church, did you count the cost? Did you count the cost of this race? Of this race? Did you know it was going to make you this tired? <laughs> Did you know it was going to wear you down? Giving up your old life, did you know it would be this tough? to give up sin. It's tough to give up something that you knew all of your life, even if it is sin, right? It's tough. Some will say that's a shame. That's life. 
That's what this flesh is. You can't get rid of it. Can't get rid of it. Only through Christ can we uh, keep it under control. For none of us live for himself. And no one dies for himself. If we live, we live unto the Lord and if we die, we die unto the Lord. That's the cost. That's the cost of this life journey. That is the cost, church. That our lives before Christ should be no more. No more. Our lives before Christ should be no more. And before this race is over, there should not be a trace of who we used to be. It should not be a trace of who we used to be. Because before this race is over, we should be mature in Christ. Growing daily in Christ. Spiritual growth. As I said earlier, like Superman, the jacket should be coming off. The shirt should be opening. You should be able to see the, the, the J on your chest. <laughs> Counting the cost, church. I remember when I renewed my life in Christ. When I renewed my life in Christ. I got a phone call from one of my sisters. She said, I'm proud of you. But you know it's not going to be easy. It's not going to happen overnight. She said, but I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. So she made sure that I had counted the cost of my confession. And that's love. It made me think. Because the flesh told me this. Let me tell you how the flesh works. When she told me that, the flesh said, she's doubting you. She don't think you can do it. Because she knew who I used to be. Some people doubt that transformation, church. And see, we, that's why we must continue strong in this race. Strong. We're under a cloud of witnesses that will laugh when we fall. That will laugh when we fall. Counting the cost. Here in Luke 14, 28, 30, Jesus gives a parable on the cost of being his disciple, church. The cost of living as a true Christian. A true Christian, not a carnal Christian, but a true Christian. A carnal Christian runs this race for his own glory. One foot in the race, one foot in the world. A true Christian runs this race in a manner that will bring glory to the Lord. That is witnessed by our lives. A true Christian. That's who we strive to be, church. 
Luke 14, 28. Jesus with the parable. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you sit down? Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? Won't we? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you. Saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. That's how Jesus is saying they will look at us. His disciples that starts to follow him. That we claim Christ. See us walking this life journey, running this life race. And then all of a sudden, they don't. We're no way to be found. We have fallen off. We have quit the race. And Jesus is saying, because they didn't count the cost. They didn't count the cost, church. Oh, it costs much. Because some believers, church, some believe that a person can be a Christian and continue in a sinful life. That just accepting Jesus, they can continue sinning. And they can run this race without rules. But when you run this race without rules, you look more like the world. We look more like the world. We can't do anything we want to do. But it's not for our bad, it's for our good. We shouldn't want to do everything we, want, we could do. We have that free will, but that's an honor to you. Loving the Lord. When you train yourself not to do those things, church. Be proud of yourself in that, in that aspect. Be proud of yourself. Some just pray. Come to church occasionally and think they will receive a reward greater than those faithful Christians. And that's not the case. That is not what Jesus teaches us. That is not what he teaches us, church. Jesus says a wise builder would naturally calculate the cost to ensure he could finish the work. So there's work. There is work. And as for us as Christ's followers, similar, we must count what it really means to run this race true to the Lord. True to the Lord. As Christians, we must finish strong. We must understand that we are stewards. We are all stewards. We are not owners. We are stewards. We are not owners. Not even of ourselves. Not even of ourselves, church. We live for Jesus. That's the cost. We live for Jesus. We live for Jesus. So we're not running this race for ourselves, church. We are not running this race for ourselves at all. At all. We live for Jesus. We die for Jesus. 
We were called to live a life in a manner that would glorify God. That would glorify God. That's who we are. True Christians. Denying ourselves of everything that our flesh wants. Along this race, we must drop those things that are not of God by the wayside. Empty ourselves out along this race. Empty yourselves out along this race. If he gives us the chance to continue running, empty yourself out. Every chance you get. Every chance we get. So when we count the cost, we should know there is a process of self-denial. Of self-denial, church. Self-denial. Jesus says, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself. And church, that's the purpose of this goal. This race is who? Jesus. Jesus. That face-to-face meeting. That if we truly believe in the word of God, in the word of God, that one of the true principles of a Christian is self-denial. Self-denial. I don't think we use that word enough definition of Christian, Christ followers, Christ followers. We say, we say believers, I like to put Christ in there, Christians, you're a Christian, you're a Christ follower, Christ follower, church. Self-denial is one of the main reasons that Christians give up and quit this race, believe it or not, self-denial, because it's so hard. And a lot of us is not willing to do it. We will revert back to what we know best because that's our comfort zone. That's our comfort zone. But that's not honoring God. Self-denial is not denying everything about you, though. It's not. It's not denying your personality, your talents, your gifts that you have. No. No. As long as those things fall under the will of God, you're okay. You're okay. You don't have to deny everything about yourself. But let things fall under the will of God and continue, church, and continue. Self-denial is this, that the goals that we have line up with God, but self-denial for a Christian is that we must deny our own righteousness. We must deny our own righteousness. That's self-denial for a Christian. Because there is no good in us but Christ. No good in us but Christ, church. Isaiah 64, 6 says this, not up here, it says this. All of us who have become like one who is unclean. Unclean. And all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. Filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf. And like the wind, our sins sweep us away. Sweep us away in our own righteousness. In our own righteousness. It will sweep us right out of this race, church. Because our righteous minds, sometimes we think, that we're doing this on our own strength, in our righteous mind. And we deny the power 
of the Holy Spirit. We deny that power. And we live in our own righteousness. And we seek the glory of the world instead of the glory of the Lord, church. Denying our own righteousness. That's a daily adventure. Daily adventure. Daily adventure that we must seek to deny doing. We must seek to deny doing. Living in our own righteousness. It's easy to do. It's easy to do, church. So then others will be able to witness the Holy Spirit work in us if we deny our own righteousness. Because they will know that there's the work of God in us. And we must walk in it. And we must walk in it, church. And we must put, our, put the mind of Christ to be victorious in this race. We must put on the mind of Christ to be victorious in this race. The mind of Christ. The mind of Christ. Not our own righteousness, but the mind of Christ. We must be committed. We must be committed, church. Committed. As Jesus was committed to do the work of the Father. Jesus was committed to doing the work of the Father during his earthly race. Jesus. The one, the example, the purpose. That is our example, church. Jesus. In this race, that is our example of doing the work. He was committed to doing the work of God while he was here. And we must be committed to doing the work of Christ while we're here. We must be committed to endure, just as Jesus was committed to endure. He prepared us for this life, church. He prepared us for this life. The good, the bad, the ugly, the temptation, the trouble, Satan, he prepared us for this. He prepared us, church. Jesus knows exactly what we're going through. He does. Because he went through it in his life journey. He went through it in his life journey. See, Jesus doesn't feel sorry for us. He emphasizes, but he doesn't feel sorry for us. No. Hebrews uh, 4.15 says this. For if we do not, for we do not have a high priest, who is unable to empathize with us, with our weakness. Jesus, our high priest, can emphasize with our weaknesses. So we have no excuses. He says, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Yet he did not sin, church. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Because we have one that has been through it. So we pray. We pray to the Lord 
to reveal his strength in us, to help us finish strong in this race, to finish strong in this race, church. Because we know that we, we've been through it and that he's been through it. John 19, 30 says this, the end. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Yes. You look at that eternally, you smile. <laughs> you smile. Jesus knew that his race was over and his mission was complete. He knew that, church, that everything was now finished. Everything was now finished and the scriptures would be fulfilled that he would receive his crown, that he would be seated, seated at the right side of the Father. His race was over. His work was completed. Because of a way of life lived in obedience. He knew his journey along this way. He knew the end. He knew that the end was going to be tougher than the beginning. So he trained himself as he went through this journey. Trained himself for that end. For the persecution. For the persecution. Jesus died so that we could be free to run this race, church. That's why he died. He died that we could be victorious in this race. So when we think about running this race and our aches and pains of this race, church, let's not think of ourselves. But let's think of what Jesus endured. Let's think of what Jesus endured. So as we prepare to close, church, we think strong, we be strong, and we finish strong. Know that we are not by ourselves. We do it together. Together as partners in Christ. Not partners in crime, but partners in Christ. I need a partner. Do y'all need partners? All right. All right. We help each other along this way, along this journey. Y'all are not by yourselves. During this Valentine's weekend, remember, you are not by yourself. Always got a mate. Always got a mate that loves you more than any man or woman can love you. Jesus. So let's finish strong, church. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this day, Father. We thank you for your word, Father. We thank you for your encouragement, Father. We thank you for giving us instructions on how to run this race. 
preparing us, training us, training our minds and our bodies to keep us focused, Lord. No matter the fiery darts that come upon us, no matter the troubles that step in our path, the roadblocks, Father, clear our path. Clear our path for us, Father. We are running this race to the finish, Father. To the finish, Father. Destroy anything that's not of you that's in our path, Father. Allow us to glorify you, Almighty God. Destroy any yoke that's not of you. That decides they want to step on our path. Destroy it in the name of Jesus. Destroy it, Lord. Heal our hearts, God. Heal our hearts so that we can think strong, so that we can be strong. Allow us to have a heart that loves you, God. God, there are many things, many things that want to get us off track, God. Many things. It's a battle. It's tough, God. Every day, God, that we get up, that you bless us to get up, that we go on our daily journey, God. Remind us to pray. Remind us to ask that you cover us. Remind us to put on the full armor. Because we know these attacks are real. We know that Satan is real. But we know through your power, Almighty God, that he can't harm us. He will try. He will catch us in our weaknesses. Catch us when our minds are not strong, when our bodies are weak. But God, that's when we call on you. That's when we call on you. So, Father, cover this body. Cover their families, God. Fill us. Fill us with the arm of God. Holy Spirit, give us discernment along this race. Allow us to see the things that you see. Allow us to see the dangers along our path. Teach us all things, Holy Spirit. Teach us obedience. Obedience as we go and glorify the Lord. In Jesus' name.